you, with you, with you, with you, with you. With Welcome you, to With You, you a women's rugby you, community with podcast. With you. I'm Suze. With you. I use she, her pronouns, and I'll be with your host. You. Always with you. In college, um, you know, when you're teaching a line out, your coach would just come up and be like, you just got to grab her ass and throw her up in the air. <laughs> It's like looking at a 15-year-old and you're like, mm, mm-mm. mm-mm. <laughs> How do I say that? <laughs> In episode 13, Bree joins the show. The conversation centers around coaching and moving between college and club teams to now working with high schoolers. They have a lot of cool insights. The conversation is pulled in a way that we haven't quite had on the show before. Hope you enjoy. My name is Bree Krabuski. Uh, I use she, they pronouns. I am almost 28. I played rugby at, I started playing rugby at Virginia Tech. Played there all the way up through my junior year where I got hurt to a point where I couldn't play contact sports anymore. I wanted to stay involved with the sport. So I went to a coaching clinic. I lived in Virginia at the time. So I, the summer after I got hurt, I moved or I went home and linked up with my local club um, and was able to shadow under some really good coaches uh, for a summer before I went back to tech, then joined the, (laughs) joined the army and was coaching all around different places for women's team and then helped start a college team. And then now I were back in, we moved back from Alaska and are, I'm coaching a uh, high school team. So Awesome. It's so wonderful that there are other opportunities that you could get into and that you had that motivation and drive and interest. Like you got the, you got the itch, you got the rugby itch and it wouldn't let you go, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I very much loved it. I think the biggest part for me was the, the community aspect um, and just how, you could go anywhere and probably find at least one person who likes rugby or plays rugby and wants to talk to you about it. Cause once you yeah. find someone who likes it or plays it, they also want to talk about it and I can talk about it for hours. So yeah, we're all a little fanatical about rugby. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that I, I, I knew that I wanted to get involved back in with rugby while we were up in Alaska, I had been searching around because we moved up to Alaska December of 2019. I was going to get back into working with the team that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we moved up there December of 2019, yep. summer was the first summer of COVID. So right. no one was doing anything. Um, they really kept not doing anything for until we left Alaska, which was in August of 2021. So I've been looking down here and I saw that there was a woman's team but they hadn't been super active so my thought was to get involved with the the women's team to coach them because you know moving to a new place um it's one of the best way to make friends is to join a team so I got down here saw it wasn't really active um but then I found that there was the youth rugby and Greer and I held out because I was like I want to see if there's like a women's team, something, some other sports that I could do to make friends. Because even though I love rugby, I was also trying to fulfill like that social aspect of building a social network for myself down here. And then finally I was like, fine, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go 
coach the high school. I'll go or see if I can volunteer at the high school. Not that I wasn't like excited because I knew I would love it and I knew I would enjoy it. And I knew I'd love hanging out with them and like see them grow because it's just really fun when you have somebody who's brand new to the sport and then you just watch their face light up when that like light bulb finally goes off or like they have or they like integrate into the team and you see just how cohesive they can become as a a group Mm -hmm. um and also i feel like for middle and high school girls it's like seeing when they realize that their body can do more than they thought that it could previously um is also really like you know it's just cool to be there for those moments yeah (laughs) however you can't be friends with high schoolers (laughs) no (laughs) it's a little weird so (laughs) (laughs) i mean you can be a mentor to them you can be a coach to them you can like joke around with them at practice and stuff but it wasn't going to fulfill that social need for myself But I'm really happy I went because I do really enjoy, like, one of my players just, well, one of the Greer players just signed to go to college to play last night. And it was cool because we had some of the team there. We had all the coaches there. And we got to be there. And the coaches walked in. She was very excited. And she was like, you guys are here. Like, and we're like, yeah, of course. We're not going to miss your signing. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course we're here to see you sign to go yes. to college to play rugby. Yes. So yeah so that was kind of my journey to find high school part one overview i got here in august of this past year and i started working with them in november Mm -hmm. so they were taking a break but i think they they kind of do a little bit of a mix between sevens and fifteens especially on the girl side because of numbers but I know that right now, from when I started working with them until now, we have been focusing on sevens. We switch okay. over to fifteens uh, mid-March. It's uh, all of kind of Greenville County, but it's under the town Greer. So it's uh, Greer Youth Rugby, Greer Rugby. Um, they're the 76ers. They have uh, high school boys, high school girls middle school boys and are wanting to we have the option to have middle school girls if more middle school girls come out we're really trying to build like a whole whole program in the upstate of south carolina so Uh right now we have most of our i think most of our youth that show up are from greenville county but we also have some who drive like an hour hour and a half to practice because they live um in the mid state or in the mid midlands area or like down near clemson but this is the only really youth rugby that's within an hour an hour and a half from them um it's fairly new i believe and i think it is growing what we really got lucky with was the town of greer really bought into um wanting to build the 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 sport and the team From what I understand is that, and so now we have the city of Greer, or yeah, the city of Greer, which is right outside of Greenville. And they're really putting in like money and effort and time. And we have a city representative that we work with who is all about getting us like the jerseys, um, treating like it's a youth sport through the, the city, which is really nice. And so we're working on growing it and hopefully we'll soon have... Well, as it spreads, get more and more 
people and the tagline for it right now is like the premier youth league in the upstate so cool. hopefully we keep growing it so it continues to be the premier youth league in the upstate and we have multiple teams that we can take to multiple events i love to hear that the city has bought into rugby because like you mentioned in our beginning like introducing your own background in rugby it's the community the community of a rugby club that mm -hmm. catches us right and that's one level in and of itself rugby clubs are just they're very resilient you know we have a way of finding what we need but the next level is when you have government like a city outside of the actual players or an alumni association or anything you know it's like a next level of buy-in that can really contribute to the success of a program that's amazing yeah it really yeah. is what a neat thing i had no idea that was happening um in a in youth programs like all over i guess i just learn things all the time doing this it's really neat <laughs> yeah i bet you do i uh -huh. especially since talking to people like you said every program is different mm -hmm. all over the country and even just from like county to county within a state too like mm -hmm. each program runs different because there's a huge one down in charleston mm -hmm. like um their youth rugby is booming from what i understand like they have multiple teams like multiple sides and multiple teams and us up in the upstate are like man <laughs> we need to get there yeah can, goals yeah goals that's what we want we want to have uh, we want our problem to be we have so many players how do we get them all how how do we get all of our teams playing not mm -hmm. do we have enough to play this weekend yeah it really is that's it is that we just we just want to play it doesn't matter what because i know once um i think once we um switch over to 15s we usually have a partnership with um maybe some atlanta teams mm -hmm. and uh since we're not we're not super far from georgia mm -hmm. um who will come up and we'll meet or meet at tournaments and stuff and we combine to make sure that we have enough players yeah part two difficulties i've coached women's teams and college this is my first high school i think the biggest difference between coaching college and women's and high school is the way things were explained to me in college and the way things that are explained at a on a woman's team have to be cleaned up to teach to high schoolers Okay, I'm laughing, but like, <laughs> yeah, that makes complete sense. <laughs> yes, because yeah, there are definitely some where I was like in college, um, you know, when you're teaching a line out, your coach would just come up and be like, "You just gotta grab her ass and throw her up in the air." <laughs> and it's like looking at a 15 year old, and you're like, mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> "How do I say that?" <laughs> yeah, in a way that will not get parents upset at me or the players upset at me or have me end up in an orange jumpsuit. Hmm. Yes. So. <laughs> That's funny. How do I be appropriate? Mm, that is like yes. a question for many rugby players. Yes. Yes. So um, there's that. And then there's also like in a women's and a college team, you're a little, for me at least, uh, I'm a lot more aware of like where I am in relation to them. Mm -hmm. So in a women's team, like if we're all the same age, a little older and stuff like that, and we have a good rapport, like if I need to show someone something, I'll just kind of like 
it's kind of like a blanket under like understood that we've had the conversation that like, you know i'll grab you and i'll move you to where i need you to go or I'll, like mm-hmm. move here here and stuff like that um in a high school i'm definitely a lot more aware aware of being like hey is it okay if i move you to where i need you to go yeah and hey is it okay if i demonstrate this yeah. is it okay if i demonstrate this so oh man, that's, that's so that's so important too. I mm-hmm. love I I love that on many levels. Like yes, that is a great adjustment to be appropriate, but also it's a great environment to be reinforcing consent with young mm-hmm. women. Oh, yes, and so and then and then it does come down to there are some things that I won't show them. Like mm-hmm. with some with one of them, we would bring another coach over mm-hmm. and show them like different things i can't really think of one like right off the top of my head but there's definitely been a few where it's like all right we'll bring the other coach over yeah yeah, i don't think you would like stick your head into lock between a couple of high schoolers yes high schoolers right yeah you wouldn't like this is this is a position let me grab the other coach and i'll show you how it's done right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so that adds a whole other aspect to it because i feel like in college in high school or in college and a women's team i can be like hey this is kind of what's going to happen you cool with that and they're like yes that mm-hmm. you know show me coach or whatever you know sure. um and it's fine even if the players were like yeah that's fine i'd be like no yes <laughs> no 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 we're not doing that that just seems like entering into a territory that no like that just should be avoided for risk management so yeah exactly for yourself and for them and like just mm-hmm. for anybody on the outside that could misinterpret it as well that's something yeah. I, th- I think that's a unique challenge with rugby is like we're when we play when we're practicing like we're so physically close to each other we're like on top of each other so often we're right up in everybody's places that usually people aren't close to and yeah except mm-hmm. in intimate situations and yeah it's really different really yeah hard. and then i think for me personally a whole other layer and i think some of the other coaches may feel too because they had youth on the program in the program but they've graduated so right now i think only one of our coaches has a child on the team mm-hmm. so then it's just we, none of us actually have kids on the team we're just volunteering mm-hmm. so then there's that layer as well of like yeah so yeah it gets i i definitely get in my head a lot more coaching the youth than when i was coaching the women or the the college because sometimes I'll be like oh my god did like was that like did I mess up at practice like uh <laughs> part three forgotten it'll be little things that skip up every once in a while like I just remember the biggest one I remember most recent is we were gonna teach a switch and I had to go home and watch a video because I was like, which way do you turn? <laughs> like, which way are they supposed to turn? Like, I have the overall general big picture of what it's supposed to look like. But I was like, that the, all the the tiny intricacies that become second nature when you do it all the time and you don't mm-hmm. think about it, I think I've lost some of those. And sometimes I'll have to, like, take a step back and ask one of the other coaches that are around, be like, hey... <laughs> This might be a dumb question, but, and I should know it, but I don't, (laughs) so I don't remember right now, so I don't know what to tell them. Yeah, Uh, it's like a muscle memory kind of thing. 
teaching mm-hmm. teaching muscle memory you have to get back to yep and so you don't want to teach them the wrong thing either. yeah and i don't want to teach them the wrong thing and then they'll come back and be like hey coach you told us to teach us the wrong thing because i hate admitting i'll admit that i'm wrong but i hate admitting that i'm wrong <laughs> you'd rather not be wrong yeah i'd rather not be wrong i'd rather mm. do my research ahead of time and come mm. prepared uh, especially if i knew what i was coaching at the time sometimes we do just like kind of go off on a whim uh-huh. because they'll ask a question about something i'll be like yeah, let's focus on that. We'll do that today. All of y'all have the same question. We'll focus on that. And that's sometimes where it'll come up because I'm not prepared, but we're letting, I'm letting them kind of guide what they feel like they need to learn. And maybe that thinking on your feet, there's a lot of thinking on your feet with coaching as well. Yes. Yes, there is. That's probably a muscle memory, like thing that you have to get back into. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. That one, I feel like I was, I, I, is easier for me to get back into because I've been, so I work in the classrooms and stuff and I work with youth in my day job. And so they, and they'll ask off the wall questions yeah, all the time. Kids are curious. They are curious and they also try to rattle you sometimes, especially because <laughs> I was a substitute teacher. Um, and now I'm in school to be a school counselor. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they'll come in and just say stuff and you're like, you're definitely looking for a reaction. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to have enough emotional intelligence, like Mm -hmm. wisdom to catch them and be like, "Mm, I'm not going to bite. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to (laughs) bite. Part four, joy. Okay. Okay. So it's not high school. It's college. Or it was the women's team. So I started working with a women's team in Missouri, Mm -hmm. in Springfield. And we went to a tournament and they, if I remember right, they had like won one game ever, hadn't um, won at all. And we went to this tournament in St. Louis and they were just lighting it up. Like, I don't know, like they had been getting better and better and better. And then they went to this tournament and it was like, everything clicked. They were talking to each other. They were, they were doing it they were doing rugby you know like they were doing the rugby and they ended up winning the whole tournament wow and that was really 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 fun and really really cool to be there and like just be part of that and like the excitement afterwards of them being like you know we won this tournament like we and them also being able to identify during the game and at halftime and stuff, like, I really didn't even have to say anything. Like, they were like, this is what we're, we're not doing. This is what we need to work on. This is what we need to focus on next half. And then they went out and they would just do it. Wow. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> on a, a, a less exciting note about <laughs> teams doing that, I actually had my high schoolers do this a couple nights ago. Because uh-huh. we were working on passing uh-huh. this past couple weeks we've been working really on passing Mm -hmm. and we've been really like highlighting that it's passing is a lot of communication Mm -hmm. passing is having your hands up passing is running onto the ball like all the aspects of playing offense like those you have to have those things to be effective and like communicate you have to cite your target and everything and they (laughs) They'll probably be mad at me if they ever listen to this, but they were doing lines with the boys 
like hot garbage. <laughs> and so then at the both all the coaches were like, this is just not cool. And I usually tell them, I'm like, I don't usually like to run use pun- running for punishment because I don't want you guys to associate running for as punishment. This is a game where you run a lot. I want you to yeah. enjoy running. We will if you if you are acting a fool at practice with your passes and stuff, we won't run. What we'll do is for every one bad pass you make for not focusing or paying attention, you will do 10 right. It will be boring and it will be monotonous, Mm -hmm. but we will correct that one mistake until you do it right. And they're like, that does sound boring. And I was like, well, then just pass correct. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they were doing terrible and right before they ran i walked up to them and i was like what are things what are the th- like the breakdown of like a good good lines and stuff like that and they all said it the things that they were supposed to be doing and i was like what did y'all do and they were like none of that and i was like so what some of the coaches want to do is run and they were like i think we deserve that and i was like cool how do we how do we prevent this from happening in the future and then they were like we have to do our stuff and i was like and if you don't see your teammate doing it and you see your teammate like slacking off what do we need to do and all of them were like we need to correct ourselves we need to be a team we need to you know Mm -hmm. be accountable to each other Mm -hmm. i was like yeah so i was like so you know at the end of the day is it fair that this is what's going to happen and they were like yes so they did it they ran with everybody and they came back and we asked again i was like so what are we going to do tomorrow and they were like we're gonna take we're going to be more aware of our passes we're going to you know they listed it all out and as a coach i feel like that's a really not a joyous moment but like a excited moment to see Mm -hmm. your players like be like yes one acknowledge like yeah you know we weren't doing our part two this is how we fix it and three all of us are buying into fixing it and they have done a lot better since then so that's a great coaching moment it's important to recognize the consequences of our actions whether they be great or not so great yeah and like i i I will never make them do anything without having a conversation with them before and after so they know yeah if they have questions like they can ask why like because if, the, if they did something wrong and I just make them run and then I find out later that they didn't even understand why, like what they were doing wrong, like that's on me. If you're listening in the upstate of South Carolina and know any youth who would like to play rugby, Greer 76ers is always looking for players. <laughs> and that's our show for today. There's an extended conversation after this. Thanks for being here. Just two more episodes to go after this one. It'll be a double feature next week. Kind of been talking to someone who used to be kind of do the admin stuff for the women's team. Mm-hmm. But I also just started school full time <laughs> again. Yeah, okay. So You're a little busy. Yeah. So right now I'm coaching the high school, going to school full time doing trying to get all 600 of my internship hours that's you're supposed to do over like two semesters done in one semester um so i was like i don't know if i can commit fully commit to the propping up the women's team but i feel like that will be a long-term 
longer term goal is to get the women's team back up so maybe i can also find some rugby friends <laughs> yeah i think that's fair you gotta balance all those all those priorities it's hard i must say because we have that i don't know i want to do everything right like yeah. oh you're here i want to do everything to help you um so it's hard to find the balance you might not know too much about this but is was that women's team active before the shutdown before all COVID stuff happened or had they been struggling? Uh, I think it was a little mix of both. They were Mm -hmm. active, but also struggling. Um, And then COVID really just didn't help the struggle at all. So, so but they had, yeah. Yeah. Is it the Greenville team as well? Uh, I think they're the, the Grizzlies, the Greenville Grizzlies. Okay was who they were before i don't know much about them because i didn't live here when they were going but um i think that was who they were yeah understood i'm just curious um i've heard from some players on some teams that like did so have done so well and kept numbers and actually recruited very well regardless of turnover and then there's been teams that have disbanded and and a lot of people moved i mean it's just a whole it's a different landscape so i'm like curious about that and I truly hope that the the Greenville Grizzlies can can get it get it back together, you know? Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be it'd be it'd be really nice. Yeah, for sure. They just need some time. Yeah. Um, I I I've been on teams and I imagine you've been around as well that just go through big transition phases all on their own because they have a huge veteran class that will retire and take move into different different priorities in their life um and then there's that rebuilding phase so i will always hold hope yes yes and then uh, we have as you the unique problem we have with women's teams that the men's teams usually don't have is that if you have a group who are all around the same age Mm -hmm. if they are inclined to start a family a lot of people start doing it around the same time So then you have a lot of players out because they're having babies. And it's like, that's, that's great. Yeah. But also. <laughs> yeah. But also it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we're really excited because they'll hopefully come in like 10, couple years, yeah. join the youth program and we'll, right. it'll be a whole family affair. But right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now it hurts. Yeah. Right now it hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was when I was coaching the college team. So. Emory, have you ever heard of Emory and Henry College? Mm-hmm. It's in Virginia. It's in Southwest Virginia. And they had a pretty good um, men's program mm-hmm. going there, D2. And when I was doing one of my master's, part of it was doing an internship. Mm-hmm. And so I had reached out to the men's team while I was there because uh, my wife was in physical therapy school down there. Mm-hmm. And I was, we were living in the town over. And I asked, like, is it cool if I come and help with the men's team as maybe part of, like, one of my internships working at a collegiate, like, collegiate program? And he's the coach. Awesome, dude. I was like, yeah, come on down. And then when I got there and we were ta- we had lunch and we were talking, he was like, you know, actually, there's a couple girls who come to practice and are friends with the boys who are interested in starting a women's team if you want to take over that. And I was like, sure. Wow. cool so we i worked with the core group that started it mm-hmm. we got it up and running and um never i don't think we ever quite had enough to feel the 
team, even a sevens team, yeah. but it's grown right now. They're playing tens and like have gone to some championships and cause, and the team just started in 2019 That's awesome. Uh, or 2018, 2019, one of those two, mm. but I knew I was leaving. Cause I knew that my wife, when she finished the semester she was in was going to have to go do her clinical rotations. And we were going to go, we moved out West, um, for her to do them. And so what I really wanted them to do when I was there, I was like, I really want y'all to learn how to see what someone is doing wrong first. And while I'm here, we're going to learn on how to teach someone to do it right Mm -hmm. and how y'all can teach each other. Mm -hmm. And near the end, I would pretty much just show up to practice. And the two girls who were the cap, like the captains and the leaders Mm -hmm. would bring in anybody that was new and they would ask me to come over and just observe and supervise. But by the end, this group that had never played before at the beginning was confident enough to be able to teach the new people and teach them well. That's awesome too. Yeah. So yeah. That's I was like, another proud good coach moment. Yeah, I like I I liked it that I left them to be self sustainable enough that they didn't necessarily need me to continue their program. Mm-hmm. They had the knowledge and the ability and the like the confidence. And we had gone through it enough with them, like teaching, like teaching me Mm -hmm. or pretending to teach me how to do all this stuff so I could correct them while they're doing it, that they were able to keep going after I left. So that was exciting. That's awesome. And I think when you do that deep dive, I think that you, if you know something well enough to teach it to another person, Mm -hmm. that's like the depth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That is so helpful for your own skills too. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, I think it really helped them progress as rugby players faster too, because they weren't just being told. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things I really, I really encourage when I am at practice and like within my team is that the only dumb question is a question that is not asked. Mm-hmm. And so we really try, I like, I try to make sure there's space for questions and to answer all of them. Oh, the paradox of womanhood. Yes. Uh, yeah. Part of Grow it. the game. Grow the game. It's growing. Isn't it amazing? Yes, it really is. So awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of that. Oh, yeah, you too. Yeah, it's great. It's good. You know, rugby just keeps on giving. It's a good, it's never, never could have guessed that this would become such a substantial part of my life. you're like it was a whim and now i'm in i've committed (laughs) yeah i'm here never it'll never leave rugby's life here we are (laughs) yep yep goodbye bye